Well, hey, so I'm very pleased to introduce our next guest. He is uh, the coach of the Fremantle Footy Club in Ross Line, and he joins us now. Ross, thank you very much for your time. No problem, Adam. Uh, great to have a chat to you. Uh, good win over the Bulldogs. Uh, really able to grind it out in that second half. And um, you set up well. Second on the table. Uh, are things feeling pretty good at Frio at the moment? Oh, look, we're just trying to improve our footy and work hard. That, that's got us our results. So focus on the old cliche, focus on the process. But it really is about just focus on training and improving our footy. Um, our leaders have been strong. Our kids are developing. So, look, there's plenty of challenges. It's a long, arduous season. But um, it's certainly the Bulldogs were very strong. They're, they're strong, number one contested ball and ground ball team. So we won the contested ball and ground ball, and that's something we've turned around year on year. I think we've gone from about 17th to top two or whatever. So that, that's pleasing, and that's giving us a look at scoring and, and helping us defend. So that's really pleasing. Yeah, defending really well, number two in the competition in defence, but the attack number seven, and uh, over the last two weeks, the marks inside the Ford 50, 13 against the Bulldogs, 20 against the Giants. They're really good numbers, Ross. You must be pleased with the ball movement as well. Yeah, yeah, it's something we've worked hard on um, for a long period of time. It, it doesn't come with overnight success but um, or overnight. So, yeah, no, we're, we're really working on it. But you can see... It's so challenging, this environment. If you breathe out, it's, I mean, the reigning premiers are as good with the ball in hand as anyone. And you can see, you know, if you miss one or two cogs or you're a little bit off or depending on where you get the ball, it can be you can, or even Melbourne last year, top scoring, now starting to hit the scoreboard. So you've got to stay vigilant. You know, it's really built around inside out from the contest outside. So, um, you know, winning the contest and the clearances... Um, is really helping us score. So all credit to the coaching panel, really. Um, Anthony Rock and Simon Eastall, the midfield coaches. And David Hale, our, our ball use coach, and Mick Pryor doing defence. So they're, they're all carrying a big load along with the players. You had a really good defence going back four or five years with McFarlane, Johnson and Dawson. Do you feel like you've got a group that could be as good as those sort of players with Hamling, Pierce, Ryan's been very good, Wilson, I thought, played very well on the weekend? Yeah, we've certainly got some building blocks. I think Hughes... Man, um, Ryan Nias come in, so um, you know a lot of that's homegrown. And Chera, I mean, Chera's a second-year player, Man, third year. So we're certainly what what gets lost in our rebuild is the majority we lost was our we lost our whole back seven or eight really: McFarland, Dawson, Johnson, Spur, um, Duffield, uh, Ibbotson, Mazungu. They're, they're very you, you can't replace that overnight. So it's taken a while to put. Um, a back line together and they're young and we think Reese Conker's coming in we think they can be around for a long period of time which was the aim you know that that group can be around the next four five six years so and we know Stephen Hill and Connor Blakely can go through there as well so yeah we're pleased that the building blocks are starting to come together. Ross have you rated Alex Pierce in particular he, he battled a lot of injuries obviously earlier in his career and the club were really patient with him but um, his form to start the season has been brilliant and he looks to have really stepped up into you know one of the top defenders in the league. Yeah, well, we knew what we had early with Alex. Um, he's earned that patience because he's so dedicated and such a fierce competitor. He played early in his career with us and then he had that unfortunate, I don't even really like to talk about it, but that spiral fracture. Uh, and then as he got back, it went again. So um, his road has been a long, hard road for him. And he's such an impressive individual. He's in the leadership group and um, 
he's just a great athlete, speed, endurance, and a fierce competitor, and really drives the culture around the club and builds his life off field. He's studying as well. So yeah, he's uh, at the minute he's in in good form, but it's a big challenge this week with uh, Walker. Jenkins may come back, and you know they, they've got some dangerous forwards and a great midfield. So yeah, it's another challenge this week. Just with Alex Pierce, did you have to do some coaching in regards to his attacking style of play? We know he's always been a very good defender, but there were times where he was getting the footy and probably not making the best decision with the footy. But this year he seems a bit calmer, and I think he's bringing his teammates into play a little bit more. No, we've just let it unfold, really. I just um, He's never going to be perfect with the ball, and, and who is? We just let it unfold. And Mick Martin was a great defender. He used to take ground, so... Um, no, that's just something that comes with a bit of continuity in his footy. And I mean, primarily key defenders defend, and you know you get your run and rebound off that. But yeah, it's certainly something that's come to hand. But he's really driven that. I try not to put too much stress on him. Must be nice also to have a forward line at the moment. Of course, Hogan's come in, Tabernard, they've both shown some really good signs, but you're not relying on one forward or two forwards. And we've seen the emergence of Brandon Matera, who has got a lot fitter through the off-season. Was that something brought about by you as a coach to spend some time with him, or did he take the ownership amongst himself and say, I've got to get fit and make the most of my opportunity? It always comes from within. I mean, you always have conversations, but it's what people do with the conversations, really, isn't it? I mean... He's the one that's gone away and done the work, and um, he had a chat to his uncle that you know, you, as you know, your career goes quickly, and you want to have no regrets. So, and but he also had some injuries that, the, you know, that with his feet over time that had really hindered him. And look, that always doesn't get told the, the full depth of the story. So he's overcome his injury challenges and worked really hard. Um, you know, I know his parents really well, Caroline and Wally, and they're, they're wonderful people. So. We thought with the right support and guidance, he'd always do the work. So, But he's just got to keep that going. There's plenty of um, challenges for those small forward spots. So um, he's got to stay dog-hungry and, and keep working hard. We're talking with Fremantle coach uh, Ross Lyon. Uh, Ross, Connor Blakely's a chance to come back in this week. Is he? Is he? I'm asking you. <laughs> Is he a chance? <laughs> yeah, uh, look, you know, Connor and I had a good chat during the week. He's certainly got aspirations to play. Um, he's a real leader around the club. We really value him. And, but in saying that, um, the, the team are working hard collectively and it, you've got to force your way in. And that's same as Taylor demands. So we haven't got to match committee yet. Um, We'll see how Connor pulls up after his first sit-out. He's, look, he's incredibly important to us, and we know he's going to be a key driver going forward. Is it this week? Is it next week? Um, whatever it is, hopefully we'll pick it at the right time. And, and in the end, everyone picks themselves. So, but the match committee's yet to form yet. We just finished our review today. The players had two days off, Sunday, Monday. So we'll get to that at the right time in the week. But, yeah, he's, he's a critical player for us going forward. Uh, can you give us an update on Aaron Sanderlands? Yeah, he's in rehab with a plan to return late in the season. Are you confident that he will be able to make it back this season? Yeah, that's my understanding, yeah. Ross, what about some of the younger players that we haven't seen yet? Guys like Sturt and North, Valente and Dixon. Uh, what are you seeing from those guys and do you like it so far? Yeah, um, look, it's only early. Um, young Luke Valente um, had really 
really had to rebuild his groins and his adductors. He, he came in with some injury problems. So he's just returned and really just played his first full game. Um, Sturt was really come late in the draft and was a speculative pick, really. But we can see he only played eight games in the TAC Cup. But uh, he's really driven individual, exceptionally quick, beautiful kick. Kicks it like Nick Davis, really. I haven't seen anyone kick for a goal like him in a fair while. So... But unfortunately, he's had two pretty severe concussions in a short period of time. So we know how sensitive that is. So we're really wrapping um, our support around him and want to bring him back and make sure he's 100% safe. So, um, and Croden and, and Jaira, second-year players, are really, along with Banfield and Tommy North, pushing hard for selection. So um, it certainly takes time with those younger guys. I'm fascinating to know from a coaching perspective around Caleb Daniel. I think it's been one of the moves of the year from the Western Bulldogs. As a coach, coaching against that scenario, he was pretty good with ball in hand. Is it a little bit different when you can get an advantage given his lack of size? What do you mean? As a coach, did you do anything different in regards to try and exploit his lack of size on the weekend? Because it was a really good battle between doing that and I think him using the ball off the back line. Yeah, no, he uses it really well. Um, obviously, all, all defenders rely on pressure up the field. So, look, I, I, I put him in their best five, really. He used it really well out of there. He's a, he's a credit to himself. Um, you know, with modern defences, it's hard to isolate. I mean, you know, when some commentators say empty out the 50 and isolate, <laughs> like a Caleb Daniel or whoever it is, it's very difficult to do because... Um, teams don't allow that to happen. So, yeah, I thought, yeah, I think he went back there late last year and and he does flip to the wing. Him and Johannesson have positional mobility where they, he ends up on the wing a bit as well. So, no, we, we didn't plan heavily for him. We we knew that they run and create from half-back, which they did, um, and they come through the corridors. So that worked for him a number of times and they also turned it over a number of times. So, um, but yeah, I thought he was, I agree with you, I thought he was one of their best players. So maybe we could have handled it better, yeah. Ross, six rounds in. Um, obviously, plenty of rule changes and, and different tactics employed in this season. Is there anything you've you've noticed that's that's become more difficult to combat this season after all the rule changes? No, not really. The only one of significance is the um, centre square 666. So if teams had a run on or you wanted to save the game, or even win the game, you could push different numbers in front or behind the ball. So um, the centre square bounce has become, well, at least for us, more and more critical. But I think it just, whether you're scoring or not, it's certainly, if you're on top in there, it's very difficult to change it up with outside support. So you have to fix it um, with the rucks or the centre square bounce players. So And the doggies, we've been super in there all year. And their first half, they really challenged us in there. And that was putting us under a bit of pressure. But the second half, um, Anthony Rock and Fife and Mundy um, adjusted it in there. And I think we come out equal on top. So, um, yeah, I think that's the big... The other stuff is... I couldn't even remember. They're neither here nor there, really. They're, they're, they're around the edges, marginal. Ross, your ongoing thought process around your ruck setup. You've got Darcy, who I think we all know is going to be a very good player in time. Rory Lobb's taking that position for the time being and doing a pretty good job, uh, I must say. Yeah, no, Rory's doing a good job. Um, unfortunately, Sean got really banged up there as a young player. Um, 
So, look, it's such a fine line. Um, maybe we're superstitious at the minute. Um, we're playing the one. We, we may go to the two. Um, it wouldn't take much for Rory to be playing forward and, and Sean in the ruck. So, um, as it is, um, Rory seems to be enjoying it. Sean's obviously would like to come back in, but it's a good part of his development to, to work through this and, and claim back um, his spot. But it's such a physical position that we, we will look to manage all of our ruckmen throughout the year to keep them competitive. Do you expect at this stage to play a part in the mid-season draft? That's something Mark McCarthy, our list manager, I've been, sort of, we've got a list management meeting coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, there's been noises about it, but um, trying to find my strategies. I've got the week-to-week treadmill, as you know, when you're involved in the coaching. The week-to-week grind, you know, preview, you know, commit, play, review, and deal with everything comes and goes pretty quickly. So those bigger buckets, that's why you have list managers, recruiting managers and football operations managers and the head of football to to sort of help bring you in at the right time. They're, it's something everyone's discussing. We, we haven't really committed either way to anything yet, but I think they're just fine-tuning all the potential targets and needs of the list. So um, I couldn't even tell you the exact date because it, it's it's something that I can be consulted on, but it's not a task that I'm responsible for. I'm more of a consultant to that process. Well, one task you do have is taking on the Crows on, on Sunday. You had a great away win a couple of weeks ago against the Giants. Um, what would beating the Crows uh, mean apart from just the four points? But would that what would that mean for your season, being able to get another big win like that on the road? Well, I don't think it is about the context of the season. I think every four points is valuable. Every four points is up for grabs. And um, every game you play, it gets less opportunity to bank four points. So... Um, well, and the four, part, four points are an outcome of um, you performing on the day. So we're, we're looking forward to... They've hit some form. They're, I think they're 3-3, three, three, are they? I couldn't tell you exactly. Um, which is pretty healthy, isn't it, for a team that um, was maybe written off a little bit. So we know they're really well coached. They're, they're a very experienced team. So we're, we're looking forward to getting on the bird um, and, and accepting the challenge. So... We've had a sharp review. We need, we know where we need to improve. There's pressure on for some spots, which is a nice change. And we, we need to improve our football because um, maybe what we did on the weekend won't get it done in Adelaide. We need to improve. Well, Ross, really appreciate your time tonight on Sports Day. All the no, best on the weekend. Good night, boys. Thank you. Ross Lyon there, the coach of the Fremantle Dockers. Um, Hayes, uh, always have, great to have a chat to him and, and get an insight into where Fremantle's at. At the moment, I thought, I thought it was good, and it's probably different to the last couple of seasons. You know, speaking about Connor Blakely, how he's going to have to try and force his way back into the team rather than just getting an entry straight back in. That just it has a different feel about it. The Fremantle list opposed to the last couple of years. They've got depth, and uh, I think Sean Darcy is another one that could easily come into contention. Talon Duman, I don't think he'll get his spot straight back uh, given the performance of Ryan Nyhouse. And then there are some younger players performing well, so it's a good sign. Uh, a little bit of concern there around Sam Sturt. Let's hope he. He's okay with that concussion. Such a young player, such an important player for the Fremantle Dockers, given he was their first pick last year. He showed some good signs prior to that injury, but everything tracking well. There's some depth there, and big game, isn't it, against the Adelaide Crows? As you mentioned, they get the four points. All of a sudden, they believe it's going to be a tough five weeks, but if they can get through this period with two or three wins, they're right in the mix for finals.